0: So, we are back tonight. We have been gone for two weeks. I blame it all on Katie. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, My my
1: fault, my fault. It's not your fault.
0: So, here's what happened. The first week, we were gone. I was um, at a Red Sox game, and I totally lost track of time. I was coming back from the game on the tee, and Katie messaged me and said, are we doing anything tonight? And I said, Oh my God, I lost track of time. And then the next week she said, I have good news and bad news. Good news is we're coming to visit you in Boston, which is awesome in June. And the bad news is I'm going to Arizona. So we, on the night of the podcast, so we had to reschedule. Um, So we've had a two week hiatus, but I can't believe it. Here we are in May. We've been doing this since January and um, it's really, you know, I, well, I, you know, I'm kind of a geek when it comes to stats and stuff like that. So I like watch the stats of like I don't know who's listening, so don't worry, everybody. But I, I watch the stats of how many and how long and people are really listening. And for some reason, and I keep saying this, we seem to be taking off in Germany. And like so, like I don't what? know what the I don't know what that's about. <laughs> because it also shows you where in the (laughs) world people are listening so obviously the majority is the u.s the majority is the east coast but then like for some reason we have several constant listeners in germany so guten stopping to you all
1: i love it that's amazing if I right. knew any German, so, I would use it right now. But I will say, I will say this. I'm just going to put put this plug out there. My stepson is currently learning German in seventh grade. So.
0: Oh, wow. So, well, yeah. maybe that's, so it all comes home. Right. It, so, <laughs> right t-
1: together.
0: so tonight we are joined by an old friend of mine, not old friend, but an old friend of mine, uh, Patty Hutzel. How do you say it? Hutzel?
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And um, we both went to. Um, what I refer to as Harvard near Syracuse, um Mm -hmm. College. And um (laughs) and um um like Patty, I am what you were what when we before we did episode one, right? And now this is episode 16, right? Is you were one of like a very short list of people I wanted to reach out to because I've flattering, thank you. (laughs) Well, I've always been fascinated because this is also going to be a learning experience for me. Cause I don't really know. I mean, I, I mean, no, some of it, I do know what you do, but for the listeners, we're going to go over it, but like, you're here, you're there, you're at the airport, you're at the airport at 5.00 AM. You're at the airport at 6.00 AM. You're back home on your company couch. I mean, like, I, I can't even keep up. And to the point where like, I talked to you, I think the last time we talked about was an unfortunate incident where we lost an old friend, Eric. Um, and um, we, t- we caught up then and you were telling us what you did, which was, absolutely fascinating. And, and so like, you know, first, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. good.
3: Typically I'm tired. And I know when I first messaged you and said, Hey, by the way, I'm probably going to be like in my pajamas. It's late nine o'clock for me. It was like super crazy late, but I cheated and not maybe three and a half minutes before I logged on, I woke up from a nap
2: so there you go.
1: We're good. Good, good, <laughs> That's good. That's amazing. Naps are, and in adulthood, a nap is like, it's like a full-blown vacation in the middle of the
3: day. <laughs> Never get a nap. I mean, oh. it, was, it was only like probably 30 minutes or so, you know, um, in between watching it, like catching up on the day's news, just on TV. I felt like I got, like, so it dozed off, but it, like 30 minutes at this time of night is yeah. huge. Oh, yeah. Amazing. And, yeah, oh,
1: yeah.
3: I have learned, like, and I don't know what all you're going to talk about here, like, what's on your agenda, but I have learned from a very young age to nap. Like, yeah. quickly. Like, I'll fall asleep quickly and then wake up when I need to wake up a lot of times or I'm smart enough to know by now, this late in, in age, like, just set an alarm. Right. And, you know, in college... I, I must have had thirty alarms a day going off. Because. Really? Oh heck yeah! Because if I had like, you know, I was a studio like studio major, so right. I mean ID major. So I mean you're in the you're in the studio all the time. And you're working long labs, long hours. That sort of thing. So if I had mm, like an hour, hour and a half somewhere, I, oh, I was ditching into some quiet space and yeah. catching a nap. And sometimes right. the quiet space was just like curled up on the floor under the desk. It didn't matter. Like, you know, in the weather up there, um,
2: right?
3: You know, you didn't want to always walk all the way back to campus or whatever. Yeah. So i didn't curl up on the floor. I like I ain't picky. I'll sleep anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so for me, for me, I'm like, I, I
0: gotta admit. So I still have the kid mentality. Like I don't want to go to bed, and you're not going to well, make me. So I literally, I don't, I don't like naps. I, I go to bed at like 2 a.m every night oh, and um, I, I'm, I'm a night owl like I'm a, like more when I first wake up in the morning I don't like anybody I don't like the world I, I. I just I, <laughs> I hate everything and then at night I'm like well, okay let's
1: rock But here's the thing I'm with you Jeff only I'm also not a night owl I'm like a 10 to two. I'm like you got a good, you've got a good attitude for me from 10 a.m. to 2 pm. Anything before it's <laughs> too early and not enough coffee and anything after I'm too tired.
0: Right. So for I, me, I like get me. more I get more energy as the day goes on. <laughs> I, I come to light at about 5 pm and I am rocking until about 2 a.m. Oh, and then then I, I st- like, like I, I wake up through the whole day. <laughs> Right. Oh, I just I'd love like what is that? What I forgot the name of it is it a scientific thing like sissida rhythm. Is that what it's called? Or something? Oh, cicada. Your, your cicada cicada yeah, you're I, rhythm. I I have tried to be a morning person. I am not a morning person. I just I like mornings, I think they're beautiful, yeah. but I am a night person. I just am. Yeah. I I could I if the, there was a movie, I forgot the name of it, but like she could not function during the day, she could only function at night. So I'm like, I get it. I she, like, she did her grocery shopping at night. She did her job at night. She went to bed at around seven a.m. I'm like, totally get it. Totally understand.
3: There have been times I've had well, to do that, taking- but ooh, that's tough. Yeah, yeah.
0: But this isn't about me, <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> it's not? This is
0: about you. No, like well, it. I mean, in essence, it's all about. But, but I first, I, I want to here, here's, here's what I was trying to figure out today. How mm-hmm. did so? You and I ran in in concentric circles they're not necessarily the same circle right and in in college right
3: yeah you know I was thinking about this today too because I was like how huh, like how did like, I don't ever remember like really meeting you I'm, right. I'm sure there was a formal meeting at some point in time I just sure but I feel like we're sort of like the Venn diagram right and it's right.
0: like what in the middle exactly totally that's how I remember it too we <laughs> had mutual friends I'm yeah. sure we were at mutual places and mutual things, but, like, we weren't tight in college, but, like, at the same time, like, New we people. knew of each other, and, like, then we became Facebook friends, and now it's like, oh, that's my old friend, but, um, like, it's, inter- it's just, like, like, for instance, to be quite honest, until Eric's passing, I didn't know you really knew Eric, right?
3: And I bet you a lot of people didn't, because right. I'll be honest with you, I mean, again similar situation right like right. he and I had a lot of common friends yep. we, we did have an overlap with one hobby which you know because it's the same one have. Yes. theater um, and it that was really it like I'm not yeah. sure we were like, I, I would say we were acquaintances in college yeah yeah um, more so in that I I had some positions on campus that I was probably recognized for, like even by people who I didn't know. I remember, Um, and I knew who he was because he was on stage, right? So you're you're in the program, everybody in the audience, right? Right, right. You know, you're not going to recognize any of them, but they're going to know who you are. Um, Yeah. And then it wasn't until adult life we reconnected, and not even so much, not even so much. You know, in person, right? But through social media, yeah, through like that sort of thing. Um, That's the beauty of
1: this too. I, it's like, sorry, Patty, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just, just to that point, we always talk about how we use this platform to kind of reconnect or connect with people we don't talk to that much on social media. But you bring up a really good point. That sometimes there's people we only have relationships with because of social media, yeah. right? And I, I guess it both it both overlaps, but I, I mean it's just a, coming from a feels a little bit of the opposite perspective that I usually have when I think about how we do this show. So, anyways, I digress.
3: No, I, no, I think you're making a good point. You know, there's boundaries, right? Like I have a love hate relationship with social media.
2: Yeah.
3: I'll be yeah. sure to say it. Totally. Um, it's it, and I th- I'm fascinated by your whole idea of this particular podcast because everybody has a lot of connections right like right who are you really friends with totally Like, are you friends with people online or you just happen to be connected to them and i i've struggled and i i've had to learn just like all of us right it was new to all of us like i've had to create boundaries yeah like Online, sure. you, you got to do it. And sometimes the boundaries that are necessary aren't necessarily with the friends slash connections you thought they'd be. Right. You know, like there are people on not a part of my online life that I see on a regular basis every day.
0: Yeah. And then there are and, people that are on your online life. Right. Connected
3: exactly. with them online, ever. <laughs> and then there yeah. are people... Like Eric is a perfect example, but never really had a lot of interaction with necessarily in person, even at a younger age. And then of course, life happens, you fall out of touch. I think the other thing, too, and I was trying to decide this when I was talking about, or, you know, meeting you and now you bring up Eric come too. Um, that we, I don't believe we're in the same class. No. So no. I think, you know, you have a shorter window of time that you would have. Sure you know, just overlapped in person too. So I think, you know, that had something to do with it. So life goes on, you go your separate ways for whatever reason. And then social media came along, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it happened to be. And suddenly now someone who was in Chicago, like I was at the time, could now have like daily interactions, even if they were digital, text message, whatever, with somebody in LA, and totally. only we have that thing in common again. I didn't have it in common with you for a, a number of years, but I've just gotten back into it again. Oh look, so do you, and that's how it all started.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. So, so answer me this. Oh
2: boy. For, um, <laughs> Steph, what do? You, Steph, yeah. Steph, yeah. Steph,
1: Steph, I have to stop you. I believe you mean riddle me this. Riddle me <laughs> this.
0: Yes, that's for sure. Yes absolutely yeah how could I thank you thank you if, and
3: Steve. if you and say Steve. that do I get to be Batman
0: yes for okay. sure absolutely <laughs> yes. so so for our listeners and selfishly for me remind me what do you do now like what what is all this traveling like what, what do you do
3: well it's are it's, you
0: a drug are you a drug smuggler <laughs>
3: <laughs> not purposefully and not knowing no. <laughs>
0: okay just Afrin
3: um yeah well it's changed over the years like um the reason for the travel I used to travel like right out of college I took a job that had me on the road a lot um I was of the philosophy of you know I'm what 22 years old 23 years old um, I now have student loan payments to be made that just came due at right. the time. I had just bought a house on my own. Who thought like some 22 year old oh. girl would, you know, I, I where, what, where was, was the plan?
0: <laughs> where did you, where, where was the house?
3: Um, house was in Connecticut.
0: Oh, okay. Are you um, where are you from? Where are you from?
3: Originally northern New Jersey. Oh, okay. So when I graduated from college during the time I was in college, my parents moved from New Jersey okay. to Connecticut. Um, I didn't really know anybody there. I didn't have, I didn't have any kind of establishment there. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any friends. I, like I got lost the first time I went to their house going home for Christmas break. <laughs> like, sure. um, it wasn't a um, warm and fuzzy hometown experience for me. Got it. Initially got there. Um, and so once I graduated from college, moving back towards New York City, I thought, you know what, there there are better job prospects that way. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. I didn't graduate with a job already to go to. So I didn't have an established agenda, you know. Um, But I also had been out on my own for four years. So I was like, I don't want to really move back in with mom and dad. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: So I gave myself a year, like in my brain, I gave myself one year. I was like, I will move back in with them within one year, even if it's one year to the day. I'll be totally. back out on my own, um, and I, I I made my one year goal. I did it in less than a year, but not even remotely in the manner that I thought I would. Um, and so I ended up trying to find a place to rent. Yeah, while I was there. I had landed a job, not what I had expected, but it worked. Um, it was with a very well known company. It was good income for the time for my age and my level of experience. Yeah, um, but it also was in a place where it could be commuter hell. Um, so I had to get as close to New York as I could and still yeah. afford it.
0: Right? Because <laughs> this was the job was in New York.
3: It was just outside Manhattan. First stop, bef- as you're entering Westchester County. Got it. So it was right before you know. If you didn't get off at One Twenty Fifth Street, just go all the way into the city. God, yeah, yeah. Get, get yourself a, a, a pastry at Zara's, <laughs> grab a cup of coffee and come back. Come you back know? Right. Um, so I was there. And then, um, so I had established a place, realized I was going to be there for a little bit. Um, never intended to stay there for an extended period of time. So I was looking for a place to rent. Yeah. At the time, the market was insane yeah. on this, the cost of, of monthly rent. Um, I was an art major, but I'm smart enough to realize you don't really get a lot when you're renting, like you want to have the investment. So, yeah. you know, I couldn't really afford a whole ton and the inventory that was available w- was nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no sooner did I look at a place and it was already under contract with somebody else. Like had already been leased, whatever. Everybody was were in you,
0: capacity. Were you looking in Connecticut or were you looking in New York?
3: I was looking in Connecticut because it couldn't be yep. New York. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, of course. Um, <laughs> and, you know, n- not that anybody, like now, fast forward 30 years, you know, here I am. I shouldn't have been surprised, but I couldn't really afford Connecticut at it either. Because, <laughs> right. you know, it was Fairfield County. I can't do it. Um, so I happened to look at this one particular place. I was looking at apartments and one bedrooms, studios, that sort of thing happened to look at this one particular place it was the only one that was a like a single family home yeah. um and when we pulled in I was like well oh, this isn't really what I'm looking for but it might I might have to settle for this I don't know like right. I need to broaden what I'm looking at we went we looked at it I, sh- I wasn't even out of the car pulled in the driveway in the car and I saw a uh, for sale sign in the front yard yeah. And immediately my fear went to, what if I rent this place? And then they sell it and the new owner. Right.
2: Company. Totally.
3: Because then I'm right back where I started. Yep. And thankfully, the company that I worked for, one of the perks was that they would underwrite a mortgage for you. Wow. Um, Because they owned the mortgage company. Right.
2: <laughs> there you go. That would do it.
3: So it was one of those things where like the pre-qualifications were a heck of a lot easier because of course they already knew what your income and all, everything else was right um and it was a little bit big brother now that i'm looking back on it right. but it it worked for me so i just happened to have my laptop and I, I looked up on my laptop that night um how much it would be if i wanted to buy the place and yeah. like i said really when I had, I had first asked how much it was listed for i was more concerned with that it would sell fast and I'd get booted out. Right. Well I used that. I just threw it in to the little wizard that they had on our broad yeah. net at the time. Um and realized that the monthly mortgage payment would be significantly less than the monthly rental payment. Right. Had I rented it. And like it wasn't even close. It was like less than half kind of oh, wow. situation. Yeah, it was a huge difference. Yeah. And so then I was like well I wasn't planning to do this. Like I'm struggling to come up with, you know, $1,200 rent. How the right. heck am I going to pay a mortgage? Like I'm not mentally prepared for this. Like, yeah. not, like n- not even. You weren't, looking, you weren't looking to buy at that time. I was barely looking to rent. Cause I was like, I'm not <laughs> right. going to sign a long right. way to stay here. Cause I ain't staying here. Like yeah. my mindset was I'm doing this cause I need a roof over my head while I'm working here to yeah. find another job in another place. Cause I'm not staying here. Right. Um, and then lo and behold, it, it shifted really quickly and was like, well, can I scrape together a down payment? How am I going to do that? Like, then it became like cash flow analysis. How the hell am I going to do this? Yeah. Because this is a no brainer. Even if I turn around and sell it next year, I'm still positive. Like yeah. I'm still in a better position. Right. Um, so it's a good investment crash course in house buying. Right. <laughs> at 22 years old, you know. Yeah. Um. And so I ended up buying this little tiny place yeah. and it became, you know, sort of a labor of love in restoration. And, you know, I could go on and on about stories at that house. But um, so I, I ended up landing there for a little over three and a half years, almost four years. Didn't yeah. it take to stay there that long. Um, and did I, you
0: commute in?
3: Yes, I took
0: okay.
3: I took the train, well, I drove. Yeah. Um, it was in Sandy Hook, which at the time, nobody knew where Sandy Hook, Connecticut was. Now, yeah. most everybody does. Sure. Um, but I went from, I drove from Sandy Hook to New York, to, just over the state line to New yep. York, to Brewster but Brewster North and then took the train from Brewster North into the city from there. Yeah. And then ran. Cause if I wasn't the second or third one at best off the train, I was going to miss my bus connection
0: <laughs> to a bus. Wait, wait. So you, so you took, to go to work, you did a, you drove a train and a bus.
3: Yes. And then, um, did you, eventually, and then what,
0: like, uh, did you then like use a goat to get to the rest of like, the journey or? <laughs>
3: um, well, then of course, then I got a little bit better because of course gas, you know, it's funny how everything's cyclical, right? Because I'm hearing this and I'm like, I'm, I'm doing this again in my life. Um, the real estate market's crazy again. And what I'm getting yeah. to say is, is also true. Gas prices at the time were upwards yeah. of three, three bucks a gallon, which at the time was a lot
2: right Um, it's still a lot
3: regardless of the fact that we're yeah for sure (laughs) i mean like it was a super high amount in connecticut versus new york just simply because it was a tax situation Mm -hmm. so like it was to the point where i would buy it was not unusual i'd buy like three dollars worth of gas in connecticut drive across the state line to new york and then fill up the tank over there
2: yeah
3: like it was crazy so it was a blessing when all of a sudden they started running a shuttle bus from yeah. Danbury, Connecticut to Brewster North train station. So th- the new and improved version was that I drove from Sandy Hook to Danbury, got on a bus that went to Brewster, New York, to a train that went into New York, like into the city, into New York to a bus to my office, oh, one
2: wait,
3: way. How long, one,
2: how long? One way.
3: Yeah. One way, if I got lucky and got the express, versus a local with two hours yeah. and minutes.
2: <gasps> really
3: for 111 dollars a month
2: you can commute too <laughs> <Wow>.
3: <laughs> and so uh, i remember and this is the reason it only lasted a couple three years like which now seems like a long time but yeah. like i remember getting on the train you know in my early 20s like you want a social life of some sort, right? I don't know one because they didn't grow up there. I didn't have like an established friend circle in Connecticut. Like I didn't, I just didn't know anyone, but I was leaving my house at 20 after four in the morning and I wasn't getting home till eight o'clock at night. So how do you, like, how do you ever meet anybody? How do you have a social life? How do you have that work-life balance, right? right, That everybody is always running out for. And on the weekends I was hanging out with my dog and restoring this house. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, my social life became that hour plus commute on the train. Those were my social circle people. Like it was happy because I was on a train during happy hour, but right. like, this was back when they had bar cars and stuff too. Right. So, you know, you actually could, but I <laughs> realized like, gosh, I'm exhausted. I'm tired all right? the time and i mean i love these people they've become friends of mine but they're all 20 25 years my senior um you know like and these people have been doing this their entire careers like i remember there was this group of employees, yeah. and they used to take down the poster you know, not play cards during the week like you're not supposed to and then at yeah. the end like you kept score of course on the back of the poster and put it up every night before you got off and then on friday you take the poster down and you settle up right right week and I remember thinking to myself, like, oh my god, these are the nicest people, but they've been doing this for 40 years. They don't, they don't right. know any other way. Like yeah. I I can't do this. Yeah. It, it is going to mentally fry me. Yeah. I want to do it because the per like the profession You want to want you want to,
0: want to do it.
3: Right. Like, right. If it was just a little bit like a little bit easier, if it was an hour. I could probably rationalize that, but I'm like, I'm literally commuting five to five and a half hours a day. Yeah. Oh, and right. I'm like, That's so, so it, it was a good life lesson for me that I was not expecting because obviously, like I said, I wasn't expecting to buy a house and do all that business, you know, that early in life. Right. But, you know, crash course in life, right? You're right out of college. This is how it works. Jump yeah. in, sink or swim, figure it out. <laughs> so I used to, in that particular job, you know, kind of, Set me up for the next position that I took. Yeah. Um, Also happened to be in Connecticut, but it was based in Connecticut, much, much shorter commute, car only, only about 25 minutes from my house, all back roads. Like it was the easiest commute ever. Yeah. But the responsibility of the job had me traveling to a lot of different sites. Um, In Connecticut? Everywhere.
0: Around the country.
3: Uh, Around the world.
0: Around the world.
3: Yeah. So my philosophy at the time was if I'm going to travel this much, I was offered this position. If I'm going to travel this much, now is the point in my life to do it. Well you don't company. don't
0: you don't name, you don't deny the company. Well, what's the job?
3: I was a oh, I don't care I mean
0: I don't care. Yeah, screw them.
3: I them. like no, I mean they're a good company. I mean No. Oh, I
0: mean they're, they're great.
3: Right, um, <laughs> um, they're a very well-known company. Everybody will know them. It was GE. Um, oh. I was working for a subsidiary of theirs who now is defunct. Has been It's been sold off as part of the corporation. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: but I was working for one of their subsidiaries and wholly owned. But it so it was an incredible, I mean, it was a dream experience as a right up, fresh out of college kind Doing of. Doing
0: what? Doing what? Two
3: years under my belt and now. Yeah. They gave me at, you know, a young age, huge, ex- a huge responsibility. of I was their global facility manager for really? this particular, this particular subsidiary. Yeah. Um, well, within that, that was the title. Within yeah. that, I, what I was doing was I was drawing and designing all of their office, supporting sales offices that went along with things, but mostly... They're distribution centers of product with a right. uh, hub and spoke style um, business model. So there were massive distribution centers that went to smaller distribution centers that either went then to retail style centers for contractors or right. they were the sales sales associate type, you know, inside outside sales, yeah. office, office support space. Um, I knew nothing about distribution centers, not a clue, but, uh, nothing about warehouses. Had no idea. I mean, I'd gone to school for you know office planning. Right. And I knew I didn't want to do residential. I definitely want to do commercial. Never saw this one coming. Um, so again, crash course in warehousing, right? Warehouse distribution, wholesale. Like had no clue. Um, and in order to learn as quickly as possible, because you're the only one in the company doing this, and you're only one with AutoCAD on your machine, and right. you're you're like you're it. Figure it out. Here's right. a credit card, get on a plane. <laughs> I didn't I have even a qu- have a physical credit card on the first trip. So I literally went everywhere. But I have a
0: question is the, I mean, it's crazy impressive, but how, how you said you didn't know this or that or something. So how do you, how did they decide to hire you for it without the full experience? I think experience? They were a little
3: crazy. That's just <laughs> me. Got um, it. I, you know, this is, I guess, I'm remembering things like I haven't even remotely thought about. In right. Um, so the job in the city. Yeah. Um, it, the office closed. It was, a do- it was a design office for a well-known yeah. very well-known retailer. Right. Um, and they centralized their their offices and our office closed. So the only reason I ever applied for this job at GE, it was a long shot just because I wanted a shorter commute because I was not going to be staying on. Um, I wasn't, I was offered the opportunity to move to home office with the retailer, but at that age, there just wasn't, there wasn't a reason for me to go to the city that I would have had to go to, um, didn't make any sense. So I knew I was staying in Connecticut for a little bit. So I was actually out of work and had applied to this job at GE, went through the, they have a, I'm assuming it's the same, but they had an incredibly rigorous interview process.
2: I'm sure. I'm sure.
3: Um, and so I went through all of this, and then I didn't hear anything for a little while. So I, I like was like, whatever. Like, You're like, I didn't get it. If I, yeah, I, I had kind of written it off. I was like, oh god, what am I going to do? And in order to sort of recenter, a friend of mine and I, who I also, she and I worked together in the city, so we were both sort of in the same boat. We were like, you know what? Let's go on vacation. Like, right. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> because <laughs> vacation is out. Like I said, a nap, a vacation, always a good idea. (laughs) Which the smartest thing to do when you're unemployed and don't have any like future income coming in is to spend money on a vacation, right? So we totally like signed up like we were going to, that we were interested in a timeshare. We went on the vacation where they're trying to sell us a timeshare. We just blew off all the meetings, sat on the beach for three days between Christmas and New Year's and then flew home. Yeah. While I was on the beach in the Bahamas on this, <laughs> on this vacation, yeah, um, my parents got a hold of me because of course back then you leave your itinerary, right? Right. They called the hotel. So yeah. th- this is like, it, this is ridiculous, but you know. At that age, I thought I was like living the life because here comes this guy with his little tray and a cell phone on, or a cordless phone. Right. Um, this, you know, Miss Ike, you have a call, and I'm like, what? Like nobody even knows I'm here. Right. Exactly. My my dad calling me. Like they call. They wanted. They 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 need to talk to you. They need a, Oh my gosh. You know they. You've got you got the job. I think it was very positive. He wanted to let you. He he needs to talk to you right away. I was like, wow. "Can you can you give me a favor? Call <laughs> back. Tell him I'm out of the country. Call
1: him next right. week.
3: Like, right? How how audacious do I think I am that I'm like, tell them I'll call next right. week. Right, right. Oh my <laughs> god, I love that though. So sure enough, I got, I fly back. I call them, and he was like, "The job's yours if you want it." wow when, when can you start so i think like serendipity to an extent right it just yeah. sort of happens but yeah. they were a v- they're a very large company offered me the opportunity as a function of my job i got to see a lot of the, the country i got to see a lot of the world that i otherwise would not have gotten to see all before the age of 30. and um, did
0: they did they send you places or did you decide where to go on your own or both
3: um a, a little bit of both
4: yeah.
3: uh, and I, I only say I mostly them but I mean like I, given the responsibility if I had a project that had come across my desk and I'm like I need to see this like I don't know what the hell they're talking about yeah. and you know because of course this is back in the day like the internet was just getting started like we didn't yeah. have all the tools that we have now yeah right? right um and it was like I, ne- I don't even know what this looks like they're they're trying to explain it to me I have no clue and like right. you know what go go look you need do you need to go there go just go um right. if it will help you do your job better
0: so like where was an example oh, of somebody I go where would you go where are some of the places you went
3: oh gosh well the first probably three months i commuted out on mondays back on fridays to pittsburgh
0: yeah very uh, very uh, luxurious
3: yeah right um <laughs> Which I was very again crash course like both feet full in. It's a union territory. I had experience yeah. with unions. Yep. And female at yeah. the time, I was probably a hundred pounds soaking wet. Yeah. Um, I'm young.
2: Yeah.
3: And, and this idiot shows up the first day into a, a warehouse with her briefcase and a blue suit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, and everyone turns around. And they were like, "Okay, so." where's where's the girl from headquarters and I'm like
2: yes, yeah me. that's me yeah yeah
3: um, and I remember the warehouse manager who was probably every bit of six five six six and probably pushing 300 pounds like big guy I remember yeah. him walking up to me and being like well welcome to my warehouse <laughs> <laughs> and I was right. like what right what what are you right. doing and in my head, I'm like, "Well, you're kind of a jerk because I own the building, right? Yeah, it might be you operating it, yeah, but it, totally your warehouse, not building, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah." And I remember saying to him, "I was like, this doesn't need to be contentious. Frankly, I prefer that yeah. it's not. Um, I'm not going to tell you how to run your operation, but I want you to tell me how your operation runs, right? Because you can be a part of the way I lay it out, so that it helps you do your job better." Or you could just get whatever I try to force feed you, because when it right. comes down to it, the, like I'm in. Yeah, it, like you're right. not. If you don't like what I do, you're gonna have to live with it. Like there's no one. Uh, even my manager didn't know how to do my job, which is why I was there. So like, we can either be friendly about this, or we can butt heads and you'll hate me the rest of your life. And it, I right. learned so much from that man. Um he was like, Well, tomorrow, yeah, this get up. Mm-mm. He's like, wow. yeah, We'll do that jeans, sneakers. Like, he said, I'll show you around. So I, I yeah. found like an old man wow. somewhere. <laughs> and like I didn't wear anything that I had brought in my bag that first trip. I went out and bought yeah. jeans and showed up, and they were like, We'll give you a shirt, like one of the shirts out of the marketing cabinet, because you're gonna get dirty. And yeah. um He's like, all right, come on out. And like every week thereafter, like I learned so much from him about things that I thought I would never need to know. There's no reason I should know the way like warehouses move and how things get stocked in a warehouse and picking and packing and shipping. And like, it was new at the time. We didn't have those things. Like now it's more common because you have things like Amazon and stuff. Like people in everyday vernacular, they sort of know like pick, pack, ship. And but back then we didn't know that.
0: So when you went there to these places and stuff, you were there to do what? You were there to see, you keep saying, like I'm not sure, like
3: what were you doing for GE? I was physically laying out those spaces and like doing the blueprints, doing oh, all the flow. sourcing. workflow. Yeah, I, well, I was I doing see. all the sourcing for racking, furniture. Like I'm oh, literally okay. designing an empty building to a functional space. They were like, I see. figure it out. You buy everything except for computers and copy machines. Go figure it out. Got it. And so I like I didn't know what pallet racking was. Like, who knows that? Like, there was no reason I should have known that. I didn't learn about it in college. I learned about everything else. I knew how to do systems furniture cubicles, all that sort of. That part wasn't challenging. Like super challenging from a knowledge standpoint for me. I knew how to attack that. I didn't know. When I walked into a hundred and fifty thousand square foot space, the reality of the situation is I had only really learned how to plan and design about ten square ten thousand square feet of it. Yeah, you yeah. know, like that's, right. I mean, that's <laughs> such a cool skill. No. I mean, I, I didn't have appreciation for it at the time. I can tell you that. Yeah, sure. right. Um, but I got to see a lot of places and like we, the, the project specifically in Pittsburgh that I was there for was we had to relocate our, our operation across the sixth street bridge. So that was a bit of a challenge in the fact that you have, you have uh, weight limitations on bridges and things like that. So it, we had, I had to be, I was just around and immersive. Wow. it wasn't me that was doing it, but I sat in the war room with everybody who was so just immersive education, right? you like, you're learning Just by observing other people doing their jobs and how to load certain trucks so that the timing is right and deliveries get out to customers on time and like never thought I would be on the supply chain side of construction and design, but somehow that's where I started. Um, And then it just sort of advanced through my career like I didn't think I'd ever do warehousing I was like what this is going to be an outlier not a big deal. Fast forward I end up now I had retailer because i worked at a retailer in new york designing their stores then i had this weird like ge yeah warehouse job uh-huh. right well who comes calling i unbeknownst to me I, I again i could have never figured this the trajectory of my career home depot well now it's a retail wow. warehouse i know how to do both of those you know right so there was the op- there was my opportunity to leave connecticut and so i moved lived in Georgia and worked for them for several years. Um, for Home
0: Depot?
3: Yeah, other yeah. corporate office um, and traveled. Uh, we prefer to call it the Home Deeps at my house. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> home. Deep. And then, well, cause I think a lot of me, I did more than just like the orange box Home Depots. That's how we had landscape supply. We had all the different offshoots. So yeah. that was back when Expo still existed. So I was doing Expo yeah. stores. Um, but I was always on the store new store build, um, and on the corporate. so most of the time when I was in those stores, the stores were, they were closed like, or they weren't open yet to the public. Right. Um, right. My customer was the internal operations team, was the store manager and their associates. You go, here's the keys. We just built you the store. Go make all of us money. You know yeah. that kind of thing. So by the time things were operational, I was gone. I was already on to the next store. Um, and it just was coincidental to where I've sit now. Um, my territory was the Southeast United States. So, you know, how many Home Depot stores there are, I feel like yep. there, when you turn around, there's one, right. Right. Um, the Southeast is very saturated with them because it's where they started.
4: Yeah. Um,
3: so I, this was my territory. I was in a different store every day. Um, oh. based in Atlanta, I was flying in and out on a daily basis. Um, so there was a lot of my travel, and it just sort of, but it, so, it just kind of kept going in my career. <laughs> are you still, are you still there now? Uh, for Home Depot, yeah, yeah, no, no.
0: I uh, I, now I, you're I, at Lowe's. Are you at Lowe's
3: now? No, <laughs> but you know what? You'll appreciate this, Jeff, because you know how yeah. small you know how small Cas was. Yeah, yeah, very, very small school. Um, even uh, Harvard. Uh, uh, you're right. Well, it's funny that I've never heard it called that. <laughs> I won't tell you.
0: I what came it. It on my own.
3: <laughs> I won't tell you what we used to call it. We used to make fun of it. Um, what did you call it? Well, it was more. kind of like Sleepaway Camp, so it was like Sleepaway Cas. It right? was kind of like okay. Sleepaway okay. Camp.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, it was
0: on a lake. Right. Wait. Let's pause yep. here. It was on a lake. It mm-hmm. was if you. It was in a town that if you blinked when you drove through it, you wouldn't see it.
3: Yep. It was. No, it was yeah, like that's Sleepaway that's like Camp. Like, um. So we, we used to make fun of it when we first went yeah. there. And I think, are, are we two years apart?
0: I think so.
3: I think so. Because yeah. when we, I didn't, I'll just speak for myself. I didn't take, I mean, academically, I took it seriously, but I didn't take the location seriously when I first got there. And I had every intention of transferring after my sophomore year. Uh, I ended up, long story short, I ended up coming back after looking at a few other colleges to go look at yeah. and realizing I was where I should have been. Yeah. You know, like, and I went back on my junior and senior year with a very different approach mentally, yeah. much, much more respect for yeah. the opportunities and the education I was getting there. And totally. so. Had I not had that little click, like, I I defend it now. I used to make fun of it back then, but I defend it now. Like, it was a good school for me. Yeah. Um, So after, you, to get back to what you asked, Katie, after Depot, I was offered the opportunity to go over to a a land developer side. Okay. Um, So I went from being a tenant, essentially, to now being on the land side, um, working with a lot of different retailers. It was a mall developer. Um and ended up working my hometown back in New Jersey. That was my wow. territory. My parents were like, you had to move halfway across the country to work in your hometown. like Right. Because like the town I grew up in was very small. Um, yeah. So it was funny. Um, things sort of come full circle. Um, and then when the market dropped, what, 10, 15, well, it's yeah. 15, 16 years ago now, market right. dropped, yeah. everyone got laid that. off. Retail was the first place hit. You too? Oh, of course, I won oh. up, like 300 people that day. Um, oh, wow. wow. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you do a lot of soul searching when that happens. Yeah. I it, it wasn't one of the first rounds to go. Uh, yeah. I was the second round um,
0: yeah. in our. Wait, can, I pa- can I pause you there? What do they do? They gather you all and announce yeah. it? Do they send an email? Nope. Like, what? what was it?
3: They called us in one by one into your manager's office, like our manager is the one who told us. Really? Mm-hmm. Um I was part of those kinds of conversations while I was at G as a manager. I was part right. of that conversation. Right. And we, let's just say we handled it very differently. Yeah. My experience was more negative than it needed to be. Yeah. When I was on the receiving end. Right. Um, so you, you go through a lot of soul searching. Sure. Right? Um, by then I had met some, I had met my now husband. Yeah. Um, we weren't married yet. Yeah. But we were planning a wedding. You were married when you met him, although shows exist. What? I said it, it would be weird if you knew him when you, or if you, you married, you were married when you met him. No, oh, no. <laughs> it's an old um, times joke. <laughs> <but> it, <laughs> you're good. Um, but it, it, we were engaged. Were we engaged? I think we were engaged when I got yeah. laid off. Yeah. Um, but
2: like, I mean,
0: you were—you're were obviously the middle of a transition,
3: right? Like it was life—lifestyle transition. You're going from being single for the last thirty-some yeah. years to now. We're planning this wedding. It's a big year coming up, and shebang. Last week of January, this happens to me.
2: Wow. So,
3: you know, um, in in retrospect, I, it was a blessing for a lot of different reasons. Um, it freed up a lot of my time. And I got to spend it where the time needed to be spent in my, with other things going on in my lifetime. Um, But, you know, not a great place mentally that that sends you to. Well, sure. Um, And so, you know, I sat probably a year and a half or so, not in a great place. Um, When all your friends are going to work. Yeah. Your free time at home Monday through Friday sort of sucks. Yeah, um, you don't have a lot of social interaction, don't have a lot of feedback and conversation with people, you know, Facebook and social media to bring this all full circle to what we're talking about really wasn't huge at the time yet. Um, and you know, you became, I became very isolated. I'm a homebody anyway, but it, it really got to me, um, was not a mentally healthy place for me to be. It was not turned into not a physically healthy place for me to be as a result of my mental health, not being great. So, um, I decided at some point in time, I don't remember what it was. I was like, I I need a hobby. Like all my hobbies have gone out the window. I've worked 700 hours a week. My adult life, like I don't even have hobbies anymore.
2: Yeah.
3: I took every cent that I had at the time. I went out and I bought a camera because photography had always been an interest of mine, like Mm -hmm. up through high school. I never did anything within college um hadn't picked up a camera in years but i went out and i bought a camera because now of course digital cameras are out i had always you know shot regular film so all of my equipment was outdated. but i went out and i bought a camera and i was like for one hour a day or one hour a week i'm gonna go to someplace i haven't been in the city before i was living in indianapolis at the time um i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna take pictures i'm just gonna take pictures yeah. doesn't have to be pretty Doesn't have, I'm just going to go see something I haven't seen before right? and little did I know it was literally going to be this needs to be your perspective going forward yeah. like, right. it was literally looking at the world through a different lens mm-hmm.
2: literally like,
3: yeah like much yeah. more condensed you only see what's in your frame Instead right. of all the craziness that's around Around it, it right. We're going to focus on this and you yeah. need to get this right. right. And,
0: hence, hence the camera.
3: And, right. you know, I think like it ended up, I didn't go into it with that, that intent at all, but it became pretty clear pretty quickly. Like the metaphor was living itself out. Um, right. I Happened to take a photo. It was right around the time a lot of the 9-11 beams were being shipped all over the country for memorials. And at the time 9-11 happened, I was still working at GE. So I was part of their response team. Um, It literally happened in my backyard. Um, Coincidentally, my husband at the time, we didn't know each other back then, but he was in the DC area. And so the Pentagon was literally in his backyard at the time. Oh, wow. Um, we, We were at a movie one day, it was raining. We got out of the movie and heard on the radio in the car when we were leaving the theater that um, there were some 9-11 beams going to be showing up within the next couple of hours in downtown Indianapolis. Yeah. Arriving for Memorial. And he looked at me, I looked at him, and we had never ever talked about anything about 9-11 before at all. And he, I said, let's go get my camera. So we yeah. ran back to the house. I yeah. ran and grabbed my camera and we went down and I took a photo. I took a ton of photos that day. Yeah. One particular photo. I don't even know how it happened. I posted it. In, on Facebook, I think. Um, and somebody saw it. I think at that point in time, I hadn't figured out privacy settings and all, like how that worked. Right. It was like a public post that went out. And my photo got picked up by the local NBC station. Yeah. <laughs> and before you knew, it was like circulating all over the place. And people were contacting me, can I have a print of this? Can I have a print of that? And it was the whole it had, they'd had a um, a motorcycle motorcade escort in from the state line, so it was all of the motorcycles all lined up. Um, the flatbed draped with the beam pieces that had been sent to us draped in American flag, and then yeah. off to the left was military and lo- local, like National Guard and local military that was there, obviously saluting. I had taken the photo during the playing of the national anthem, so everybody was very quiet yeah. and still. But there right. was one guy from, I, and I, I think he was from the local like national air, I think. I don't even know who, but he was clearly their press photographer because he was standing on top of a car, taking a picture of the same thing I was taking a picture of, but I had him in my frame. Mm-hmm. So he literally was in fatigues, camo, standing above everyone else, taking a photo of the memes draped in our flag. And like, to me, it was a very moving photo, but that, I, that's me, you know, like I didn't think it would necessarily resonate. Well, apparently it did and it, it went viral. So crash course and how to trademark your image, how yeah. to be able to like right. sell prints. like how do, how do I do this? People are, they're wanting to buy this print. I don't even know how to do that, you know? Um, and a business was born. So I work for myself um i did photography for several years sold my my photography that i took uh, while i was traveling landscape wildlife cityscape whatever um people would commission me and ask me to do a private you know i hey i'm from like i had a guy one time he bought an apartment in some other city but he was from chicago he said i want pictures of chicago to hang in my new apartment okay what, what's your interest? You know, I talked to him for like half an hour on the phone. I went out, shot photos. He bought four pieces from me, um, and so it, it sort of fell into it. You trip into these things, and it was a reinvention of myself to a lot of you know in a lot of ways. I got back into the arts. Um, it was good therapy for me. It was art therapy at its finest, even though it was completely unregulated.
0: <laughs> Wait, so the, so the question is, off of this one picture, this started this whole trajectory of well wow. yeah. I mean you couldn't have po-
3: no you couldn't, couldn't have planned <clears throat> it ever ever couldn't have planned it um I, so I did that for a number of years I was very busy and had been offered I, we got married we moved blah 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 um my husband's job took us to Chicago so I had the opportunity to now cover more space right because now I'm gonna be going to Chicago to see my husband all the time if I'm not there, I was by then based in Nashville. That's where my business is based. That's where our, our house is. is what,
0: in what 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 business is it in Nashville?
3: Uh, I myself, my business yeah. that I work for. Um, the name of my business is Exhibit B.
0: And it's your business.
3: I'm the owner. Uh,
0: so 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 all your traveling you do now is is to
3: to for. I work for me. For photography. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Um, it started photography when I went to to Chicago to visit Steve one time. I yeah. kind of had somebody come up to me and try to drag me back into the design and construction management business again.
0: Yeah, they hang out on the street like
2: that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you just, you network, right? Because we were in, my husband does something similar. So it was still, I was still the plus one at all the corporate.
2: Yeah. Right.
3: Um, And so you can speak to the industry because you used to be in it. They're like, oh, you used to do this. We need somebody at of a, a city project. The city of chicago needed somebody like all right whatever i'm capable of doing it i'm not staying in chicago like see he was gonna get right i'm not staying right. here. um but it was an opportunity for me to go expand you know my geographical coverage so i got sucked back into a project up there from a design and construction management standpoint but i so i run that under my business name as well yeah um, and so when, when talking to my attorney about it, you know, I, I didn't know, I'm like, can I even run this under the same name? Yeah. Like, It's design. It's your business. You work for you. Yeah. You make the decision. And That's I was, great. Like, oh crap, I don't know if I've ever been able to do that before. <laughs>
2: right,
3: right. Like, I, I could all along, but I don't think the switch ever went off right. my head. But like, oh, you mean I'm the decision maker? I'm in charge. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it only yeah. took me 15 years to figure it out. Right, totally. um, So yeah, so I happen to be down here right now. Now photography is, I'm a little bit more selective about what I do. I do it more for fun now, just because of ebbs and flows. Yeah. Um, Pandemic went less photography, more construction because construction got real, real busy. Yeah. Um, And as the pandemic started to hit, Steve was offered a a project within his existing company that he always has always worked for. Um, He was assigned to a project or offered the opportunity to run a project down here in Florida. He said, the only way I'm going is if she can go too." Uh, And so I'm working in a different role for a different company. he's not my client I don't work for him or anything not related we cross paths but uh, we're both working on a major redevelopment down here in Florida and I I can bring all my camera equipment with me so where's home base where's home base now home base like home home
0: yeah
3: it's like where do you
0: get
2: Nashville Nashville. why Nashville
3: we said well we ended up there I went back to a retailer job yeah. i followed my job like oh okay where i could follow find work i thought work. you were in
0: the grand old opry
3: <laughs> well it's funny because i worked in that building <laughs>
2: really wow oh. that's cool
3: <laughs> i worked in the building and um with another friend. i don't do you, i don't know if you know do you know brenda sparks well she was brenda yeah, Sparks sure. at the time yeah
2: yep, totally um
3: she and her husband um well, of course he went to college with us too but she and her husband and me and steve were very close as friends and so we often yeah. vacation a lot we visit a lot that sort of thing so they came down to visit, visit us one time in nashville we went did the touristy thing went to grand old opry and it yeah. happened to be it happened to be brenda's birthday and so if you ever do the tour at yeah. the opry and you do the if they don't have a show going on that day you can do you, they bring you right up on stage you do the backstage you go through all the green rooms and everything nice. you right and you are offered the opportunity to sing in the circle
2: right which is that's huge cool. it's huge yeah. if you
3: follow, like music country music any of it. yes that, that's like the coolest thing in the world that's right?
2: awesome
3: and of course you know the tour guide was such the awkward thing like the tour guide looks at the 15 people 20 people on the tour and it's like does anybody want to sing do we have any aspiring nashville singer or song <laughs> and it was like that awkward silence and right. people just like crickets and what we go, I said, well, it's her birthday. And so we all stood in the circle and sung happy birthday. Oh, that's nice. so, like, you know, sweet little memory or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, I, I've always been based there. That's where yeah. my business is. That's yeah. where my main office is. Yeah. Um, when Steve took the position for his job in Chicago, yeah. the agreement was you can take this, but we're not selling our house in Nashville. We're yeah. always gonna come home here. Yeah. Um, so he, we have a really, really small place in Chicago that yeah. really just a work home, home base. Right. Um, and so for the longest time, we just went back and forth between Chicago right. and Nashville, depending upon where work required us to be. It was a long yeah. corridor. It's a day's drive if you have to do it. It's very simple. Yeah. And then of course, COVID hit and things changed. Yeah. Right? Sure. And we ended up down here. Um, had that not had COVID not occurred the way that it did, I think he would still be assigned to this project. I might have some involvement in it, but we would have been traveling here on business trips. I and see. When we got, we came down here right at the height of COVID, and at yeah. that time,
2: you Ugh.
3: couldn't really safely without a lot of restrictions cross state lines. Yeah. Well,
0: especially in Florida,
3: right? And um, Chicago at the time we left was in a really not great place. They were surging pretty hard. Yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons we left Chicago. We actually left Chicago and went to our house in Nashville. It's a little bit bigger. We clearly were both going to be working from home for a while and we were in each other's way, literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we had gone to Nashville. We actually were only in Nashville, a very short period of time, a couple of weeks before yeah. we hacked and came down here because by the time we came down here for a business meeting, yeah, we had to quarantine for two weeks then you I know see. it takes you out of circuit. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you
0: you it kept resetting, right?
3: Right. You can't get anything. You're always in quarantine. Right. Um, so we came down here on a one way ticket, and we're still here.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. Um,
3: I take the opportunity to go back and check on the houses when I can. I just made that round. Yeah. Um, and so I just got back here to Florida less the week before last. Yeah. I don't remember. Somewhere in there. Okay. Katie, but, you were
2: asking something.
3: Oh no, I was just saying, what do you do with your house in Nashville then? It is just like we're living there. Only with the water heater turned down mm-hmm. and the thermostat on vacation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Everything's like in vacation mode. Yeah. Um, same you thing have in Chicago. We on still have our now? place in Chicago too. Do you have people checking on your different- My products? mom is local. She's in the area um it's not it's not it's a townhouse so it's it's a lot easier to manage than like a single family would be you don't have, to, like, oh, yeah. don't have to worry about the lawn we don't have to I mean it's Nashville we get snow but you don't have to shovel it It melts fast enough um so it, it relatively speaking it's low maintenance you know like I can and especially now with the technology I can monitor a lot of things from so what is, what is the whole tv side of
0: things
4: oh my- I remember
0: like what, what, not to get into a whole chapter, I don't want to keep you up too late, but I'm saying like, yeah. I know like, like there's a whole, like you kind of fell into like the television side of things. What, what, what's that, that about? <laughs> you it have was, two minutes.
3: It was not intentional. Um This was, again, it goes back to like, I don't know anybody. And I, I, I'm in a weird city. Like Steve was employed, you know, in Chicago, he went to Chicago. I went up there didn't know the city at all. I had traveled there for work in the past, like in and out for meetings and things like that, but never really spent any time in the city. Um, didn't have any friends. He was going to work every day. I got sick of sitting in a condo. And right. I have always been, even from episode one, season one, whatever, was a, a Chicago Fire fan. Okay, that's oh. where it all started. You know, growing yep. up, I was, I was a big emergency fan, if anybody's old enough to remember I that. I remember that, so. yep. <laughs> Um, And so, and my dad was a, a firefighter for years. So I mean, like, it's just kind of it's relatable. I find it interesting, and and on yeah. kind of shows like that. I jump on board as a fan. Um, so I was, it was several seasons in by the time we went to Chicago. But I was like, Chicago Fire is looking for extras. Like it was on the news. Like just yeah. like the local news one day. I was like, right. I don't even know what that is, but it's Chicago Fire. Like right. I could see it. Yeah. Give oh, it a like, try. yeah by the way there's probably going to be four and a half million applicants right like, how hard can it be all you need is an email address right so i, I, I that's
0: acting you
3: know i yeah. got nothing but time because i, I hadn't landed a client yet and i was just getting to know the city i'm by myself so i said send my stuff in right didn't never even send anything to steve nothing right. and I, get a, I get a call show up this time, this place, I have no idea where it is. Now I'm gonna have to learn the train system. Now I'm gonna have to, so, I mean, it was good for me cause it got me out. You know, it got me to know the city. Yeah. Um, met a bunch of people cause anybody who's ever been ever been involved in any of that um, knows you do more sitting around than you do actual stuff.
2: Yeah. So
3: you're sitting and holding for like six hours to do right. like maybe three minutes worth of quote unquote work um, assuming you're chosen. Right. Um, and so you have a lot of time to be sitting in, like, a, a ballroom or a holding area or whatever, just yeah. chat with the other people. I met some people through there, have people I'm still friends with today, and this was years ago. Yeah. Um, all who, of course, are, are aspiring actors. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I just moved here, and I'm <laughs> a fan. Like, no, I no. I love fire nothing like no acting ability no acting history I've been a fan of the theater but I've always worked like behind the scenes props mistress lighting designer stuff like that like I'm not seen right I'm behind the camera I'm not I'm taking the pictures I'm not in them right yeah and um it was just funny like it, it so you were an after getting a- called like on a regular basis and before you knew it, I was on fire, I was on PD, I was on med, I was on Chicago Justice when it was on. Like, <laughs> like in the background or? Yeah. Like, okay. I started out as a background person, then I became like a featured background person. Then I had made enough friends in holding that like, hey, would you mind coming to a table read? And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Really? Yeah, like some, one of the girls that I had made friends with, she called me one day, she sent me a text message, she said, would you be available for a table read like Saturday, whatever the date was. And bef- before I texted her back, I will never forget this, Standing, I just poured coffee in the kitchen yeah, on Saturday. Morning, and I look at Steve, and I said, what's a table read? Like, oh, I, had no, I had no <laughs> idea. This is how naive I was, like total fangirl. That's the only reason I was there. I
1: just need to tell you something that both Jeff and I have dabbled in some acting and we have a lot of friends in
3: this world that are, if they are listening, which I (laughs) hope they are, they're hating, you know you're hating but oh, right, you just would, fell into it. Would die and you're like, eh, I don't know. You're like the you fo- you're like I the, For- the Azane, by the way. I just know right now there's so many people see it. Right. I was thinking that. You're like the forest gump. I, I was like, I you were gonna bring this up, <laughs> You
0: were like, you're like the forest gump of acting. You're just like, well, I guess I'll meet Kennedy. I guess right. I'll just go to this table read.
3: Well, I like, I didn't number one I didn't know what it was. Right, like, how yeah. like, was when they nominated me. Super right.
0: I just kind of won an Oscar. <laughs> no,
3: stop. So I go. So God bless Google because now I'm like googling. What does the table read? Wow. <laughs>
4: like, uh,
2: Before wow. I text you
3: that, and I got to do it quick because I got to text her right. back. Right. You just right. an answer. And right. Like, oh, this is like. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was called. This is like yeah. sit around a read and read right. a script. Like, yeah, oh, I know what that is now. I just didn't know the terminology.
2: Yeah.
3: Right. So I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I guess I could do that. I mean, like, I can read. Like, yeah. That doesn't mean I'm gonna get that's the part. good. I'm a, I'm a filler. Like, that's how what I thought it was. I'm a filler until she gets the part cast. Like, sure, I'll show up. Like, that's fine so it was just like a little independent film that she was doing just on her own she's trying to make it as a writer and I had known her by this point in time I'd probably known her I don't know all of three months <laughs> if that <laughs> and only because of um oh someone's coming up the stairs Zach.
2: okay all right
3: um I had known her for only a couple of months and um, I, but I knew enough about her to know that she was busting her butt and trying yeah. to do. Gotcha. and you support people like that, right? I mean, that's just what we do. Yeah. You're doing right. work right I, now, the two of you, um, yeah. um, you know, on this and getting words out there and noticing and not working with people. I'm gonna support that. So, yeah. you know, of course, when you asked me, I was like, sure, I'll jump on. Well, will do the same thing with her. Sure, I'll jump ah, on. Ah,
0: I see. That's great. That's nice. Yeah
3: you just support one another. So I did it for no pay. It was no pay, no anything, credit and that's all. But um, that I sort of fell into that. And I just, I think when it came to, like as an extra in the background, having, after I had done it a few times, I think I just kept getting picked because I followed directions. Right. I showed up when I said I was going to. Right. And I didn't talk when cameras were rolling. And it wasn't right. on the car. Listen, know?
0: I want to say something to you. If you happen to fall into the next <laughs> Batman movie and they're looking for somebody, give me a call. You're just like, oh, I had to Google who Batman was. But, you know, if you want to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you happen to fall into it, think of your friend, Jeff. Well, not and, Ka- you- and Katie. I
2: think
1: Katie I, would do it. Well, I was going to say, we'll travel for work. Katie's the yeah, writer, we'll right? travel for movies yeah what? screenwriter right yeah yes, H-
0: he's a screenwriter oh. mm-hmm. very very famous screenwriter. i mean i kind of
3: backed into that too oh see Truly.
0: i don't i don't back into anything
1: <laughs> you just back that thing up jeff just- yeah i like
0: i'm totally intentional forward and they're like yeah <laughs> nah and you're there like table read hold on
3: <laughs> I, I feel like you knew the front of the camera roll Way sure. better than I did. Like, I, grew up like that. Much I, grew,
0: I grew up like that. I'm yeah. a ham.
3: But I mean, like, you...
0: Literally, I'm, I'm a piece of
3: meat. No, you go ahead. seemed comfortable on the stage. I'm kosher. You yeah, were no, so I, I've no, never
0: been. Yeah, no, no. I mean, behind the scenes is good. I'd rather be in front. It just yeah. makes more sense And then to me. you
3: have the opportunity to be out front, and you're like, why did I do this?
0: <laughs> yeah, every time. Every time before I go on stage, I'm like oh my God, this, why do I do this to myself? Oh, I know. I'm like, let's just do it. And then I go out on stage. And I'm like, this is so much worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and then something just takes over. So
3: well, whatever. I i know, at least for myself, because I fell into it, because, yeah. I, you know, it's the fake it till you make it, right? Totally. And only totally. I was never intending to make it. So there was, yeah. I, w- I was never going to be disappointed. Right. I had put more pressure on myself and I, this is just who I am. I was afraid of disappointing her. Yeah. You know, it's her script, yeah. it's her vision. Yeah. It's she was acting as director. Yeah. Um, at the time, um, or at least co-director, um yeah. with another guy that we both knew through doing Chicago stuff. Got it. Um, and I was more afraid, it was like, you know, am I am I doing okay? Like, am I yeah. is this the way you yeah. want it? I was more, I'm a I was yep. trying to please her. I didn't want to disappoint her. I wanted to do justice to her work. Right. And then the further she got into it, we became friends. She realized I'm, I'm here to support you. I, whatever you need. You know what? That's you nice. need somebody to make waffles and crafty. Yeah. I, I'll make waffles. I'm not above it. No, um, you need someone to hold the boom mic.
2: Yeah.
3: I, my arms do this. You know, yeah. I can do it. I'll show up. If you're stuck and I can get to you, I, I'll be there. Um, and so, before you knew it, I, I ended up sliding back behind the camera again.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right, right.
3: right. Um, I we were shorthands one time, and Steve was available. It was on a weekend. I was like, "Come on, you can do this." He had no, again, no idea what he was doing. But guess what? Boom, mic holder.
0: Yeah.
3: You know? Um. So he was a sound guy. At so the, do you still you just, do you this? Learn.
0: Do you still do this? The extra thing?
3: I haven't, only because
0: of COVID. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Jeez, and and appreciate- then, then another question: Do you think you kept getting parts not only because of reliability and you knew to take directional stuff, but do you become like part of a network of regulars I think so. that they call? Yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, you don't even put your name out there to be an extra. At one point, they start calling you.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, screw you, Patty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the thing is, I need to move to Chicago. You
3: know, I know it's Chicago. It. I mean, yeah, you, it's you do China. a lot. A lot of filming, like, yeah. like, especially when Chicago Justice was running too. So it yeah. was Chicago Justice, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, P- and Chicago PD. They're all like, and it was.
0: So like, if you were to watch the episodes, is your name listed?
3: No, I'm just in the background.
2: Yeah, well, that, no, no. That's <laughs> or still, that's like,
3: too. probably like my close up, for lack of yeah. a better term, and I always say that very tongue in cheek because it's ridiculous, right. um, was on Empire. Which I only Empire, did maybe like Empire. twice.
0: What is that? Um,
3: it was it's it's off now. It was on Fox. Oh, um, Empire!
0: Yeah, I know what it is.
3: Yep. Oh yeah. And the the, the big close up. Of course, it like it's a club scene. Because yeah. Because that's the environment. You're that very up in the is. club. You give and that a, vibe. Yeah, in a very uppity club. Exactly. I, here I am with a glass of wine.
0: Yeah. That's cool. And I'm like I got to be honest super with you. Close I got to be street honest street with you.
3: Street.
0: Knowing acting, you know, I, I the small roles that come in and be like, "Hey, there's a call for you." That that one that one actor is like, "Cool, I got on this show. I got that one line." I usually I watch them sometimes because it's like, "Hey, I got a call for you." Or like somebody's like, "You know, can I get you something?" And then like they're not they're just in the scene with one line. They're probably like, "You got to check me out. I got this one yeah. scene. <laughs> I got one line." Totally. I mean, because <clears throat> They're all trying to make it too. Yeah. You know. All right. So here's the thing. At the at the towards the oh, end of God. our podcast, we always talk about the question. you know know the James
3: me. What? You're no, going to you. James Lipton
0: me,
1: your
3: sister.
0: Yes.
1: <gasps> yeah. Lipton. Right. Time.
0: Okay. No, it's okay. No, it's all good. Everybody gets through it. We've had no casualties yet.
3: Well, um, well, this I is mean, the part that made me scared. <laughs> Sorry, no, but-
0: no, don't be scared. All right. So here's the thing. If you could, if you could eat one cuisine, one. Uh, what do I want to say here, Katie? What am I trying to say?
3: Kind of food. Please. Yeah.
0: Sorry. <laughs> she's, like, kind, she's like, kind of food.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, if you could eat one kind of food the rest of your life, if you had to choose, what kind of food would it be?
3: I. You know, I'd say it's a toss-up. Yeah. Like this. I like this. It's a toss-up. Because yeah. I, I could do either. I could take yeah. whatever, either one. Pick either one. It would either be like, mediterranean greek like really along that lines like i'm very yeah. much like you know our last our last guest said the same thing i okay or italian i grew up in north okay I mean, yeah right a good exactly place, but i will say this and I, this is a very controversial viewpoint that i have so yeah. gonna, uh, this is You're gonna cool. be where i'm You're gonna put myself the italian out girl. there girl yeah,
0: yeah you got a real sicilian here
3: yeah, yeah. i mean i am gonna put myself out there and this will make me not be able to run for office Yeah. Because I'm a property owner in Chicago and I don't like Chicago style pizza. Oh, nobody does. It's not real. So I like it. No. It's just not for me. Okay. Uh, I'll eat it. But it, like, if I choose Italian. Yeah. But if you're going to give me something that resembles like Chicago style Italian, I'm (laughs) I'm going to Mediterranean. Wait a second. Now, wait a
0: second. (laughs) I like (laughs) it. (laughs) If you're telling me I could eat a pizza that's as thick as a cake, awesome.
3: No. Not going to happen.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. I like Sicilian pizza.
1: No. Yep. Yeah. Well, I like
3: Sicilian. Okay. Yeah. It is different. And you All know right. what? New York style is different than thin crust, too. Yeah.
1: Totally. For, for yeah, people who true.
3: are listening who think it's the same thing, it right. ain't the, same. It ain't the same. same.
2: All right. All and, right. So By
3: the way, you can't get a single good slice of pizza in Florida. So I'm sorry. Although, I will tell you, I'm in a part of Florida
2: because I'm yeah.
3: very far south.
2: It's called Little Italy.
3: A part yeah. of Florida that is very highly influenced, specifically by New York Italian. Mm. Oh, really? At least get a decent slice of New York. All South right. There. All right. So like it, what, it folds and it doesn't crack. Yeah. What part okay. of Florida? Um, I am just north of West Palm Beach.
0: Got it. Okay. That's where you head for the pizza. Got
3: it. In Florida. I know.
0: Okay. All right. So I can if walk could,
3: our minds. Does that count? Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: good. That counts. If you could, if you could uh, travel in time forward okay. or backwards, where which way would you go?
3: Uh, if I travel in time, do I? Does my person like see the effects of it? Like if I go back in time, do no. I? No, no, it's just, so you're just me visiting. as I am now with the knowledge I have now.
0: No, you're that three hundred pound guy from the warehouse. Yes.
3: <laughs> so even it's if really good day. yes I got him in yeah do
0: it he's my favorite character
3: in this episode <laughs> he's such a nice guy too I really yeah I'm sure think I really didn't think he would be but he ended up being like a oh
0: really you did oh that's yeah nice.
3: that's yeah, nice. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: He was all right. great. all right well um, he's a wonderful man okay me, what year me. yeah which way
3: would you go I don't know all right well you I got to I don't think I'd want to go backwards
2: okay so you want because
3: to go like, you are where you are because of that, right? For sure. Yeah, I don't and, think I want to mess with that. And I don't know that I really, as many things as I'd like to change down in my gut, I don't think I want to change them. Right. You know?
0: So you would go forward, you travel to the future?
3: I don't know. Like, what, yeah. what, what's there for me? I don't know yet. Well,
0: like, I don't know. You have to go visit.
3: <laughs> I don't know. But I'm saying, like, I'm thinking in my head, like, if I went. Yeah. Okay, but um, what I what,
0: here, here so it's interesting when people I when I a- ask people this because they, they interpret it differently. The way I interpret it is, would you want to go uh, backwards in time? I don't mean my personal time. I mean like historical events for me. Well, that's how I interpret it. Like a time like, period or,
3: that interests you, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Or like, or oh, I want to go hundred years forward to see what the world's like. I don't mean like my personal self. I mean like, oh, I want to go see yeah. what it was like for Kennedy be president. <laughs> or something. Shut the. All right, go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For um, our listeners, he's talking to his own animals. Not right.
0: Family. Yeah, no, not our guests. Yeah. <laughs> I realize um, this is an audio podcast. Yeah.
3: No, you know, that's a tough question. I'm not sure that I know. Yeah. Um, but, back to us. It, that's all right. I mean, no, we won't. I'm not no. sure that I know. Like, that, that's hard. And I all say right. that because, you know, like I said, like, we are where we are because of where we came from right? Okay. Um, I think history repeats itself.
1: I yeah, think sometimes we've,
3: we've seen that in our life and just yeah. in our lifetime. Um, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a little scary. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why Like, I'm not, I don't know if I want to go to the future because I'm, I'm just uncertain as to where that might lead me. Mm-hmm. Um, i feel I'm not sure that I can specifically think of a a specific time period in the past, but I I feel like my gut is telling me I'd want to go back to learn something about how to read it. So the the same mistakes aren't made.
0: Right. In general. Okay.
3: Like, I'm not sure what exactly, like it might, it probably changes in my brain a million times. I'll think of it as soon as we hang up. I'll think of a right. great, great answer. <laughs> of course, of course. Of course. Um, but I feel like if there's something challenging coming up or something like going on in the world, you know, like we're, we're coming off of huge world events right now too. You know, like would I have wanted to go back to see like the way we dealt with other pandemics?
2: I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's
3: um, true. How did we come out of them so that I know how yeah. to come out of this one? You know, I don't know. So I feel well, like I bet, something along yeah. those lines though.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so the who would you say <laughs> how would you say are the three no don't be nervous who would you say are the three most influential people in your life have been
3: oh wow um besides me you know it's funny you say that because I feel yeah. like there's a lot of people who are influential without realizing it true That's uh, true and so, like, I'll I know we, we started out, like, saying how much we hadn't really kept in touch, and then all of a sudden, sure. like, you jump in and out of people's lives, right? Absolutely. Like, and, but I would say, like, there, there's an influence there, for sure. Um, right. I think know I know I you meant it facetiously, but that's a fair enough statement. No, no,
0: I meant it, honestly. I say it to most people, but most people deny it. <laughs>
3: the modesty is overwhelming no but but quite
0: honestly i told you i told you you are on a very short list of people i want to reach out to because i'm like what does this woman do holy crap it's like i'm at the airport again i'm in nashville i'm here i'm here i'm
3: here i'm covering as many bases as i can sometimes running at at a pace that is exhausting um but you run on adrenaline and caffeine sometimes and then you crash and you know
0: sure i'm sure
3: recharge um Which is, it's and it's funny that when you asked me to do this, I was like, I even said to my husband, I was like, so I'm going to be talking with Jeff? Because I was, when you, you and I were going back and forth setting this up, I was in Chicago, he was in Florida. And so when I talked to him that night, I was like, I'm going to be talking with this guy, Jeff, I went to college with. And he knew who you were just from me talking about you. Um, And... (laughs) He goes, well, that's interesting. What are you going to talk about? I'm like, I have no idea because I'm not that interesting. <laughs> You're very interesting. I'm not that fascinating. For sure. Yes, you are. Yeah, yes, you, you are. You don't realize how much you do until you tell other people. But, but uh, maybe maybe are that's... there
0: people that do come to your mind? You know, other people that um, like, you know.
3: I think I had, it isn't going to sound so cliche. No. Um, I had a manager cliche. that early on in my career who yeah. really took a chance on me. And at the same time, I, it, we still stay in touch. Neither one of us works for that company anymore. We've both gone, gone on and crossed paths in different roles several times over the years. But we're still personal friends, too. Um, he kind of, you know, it's funny because he got away with something that we, we could never get away with nowadays. Um, but he saw me in the office one day, not, not well. Um, I had come down with bronchitis. I was oh. working through it. Um, traveling, like I have explained while I was in a horrible bronchial situation, right. and still showing up to work, still going at that pace. He was like, Patty got to stop. Like you got yeah. do you have a doctor here. You just moved yeah. to, like two years ago. Do you have a doctor? Right. Do have a doctor." And I was like, no, you know, I, I've been traveling so much and I've been working so much. Like I don't, my, my main doctor is still back in Connecticut. And he bought that excuse for a couple of days. And then yeah. he just went ahead, called his primary doctor. Oh, wow. Um, because he knew we were on the same insurance.
0: So he right, knew and we HIPAA doctors. wasn't a thing, obviously, so.
3: He called, right, well, right? You can never do <laughs> that now. Because he, gets, he goes even further. Um, and he called his doctor, unbeknownst to me. He called his doctor, asked if there was an opening, said, I have somebody here. I need, to go, I need an appointment. Put it in my name and like called me into his office after lunch and he was like you you are to give me your back then we carried pagers
4: Mm -hmm.
3: so he's like you need to give me your laptop and your pager you have a doctor's appointment up here you need to leave now you have like 10 minutes to get in the car and get up there to be up there again this is where you're going he he gave me a piece of paper with an with an address on it and the doctor's name. you need to go to the doctor you're sick Right. And he was like, "You gotta get an antibiotic. Something like you have to do something. You sound terrible." And I was like, "No, no, no! You don't understand. I need to be in Tampa tomorrow. Like, right. on flights booked. He was like, get to the doctor."
2: Yeah.
3: And like, yes, he was my manager, but we, we, we our department was going through a lot of upheaval. So it was just the two of us at the time. We were in the process of building the department. And he literally just like grabbed me by the shoulders, like very fatherly in a lot of ways, because even though he's not that much older than me. He was like, You gotta take care of yourself, girl. Like right. get your head out of your tush. Yeah. Get to the right. doctor.
0: That could be the problem.
3: Right. Like <laughs> right. Um, like get to the doctor. Like wow. you're no good to anybody if you don't take care of yourself. Yeah. And so I go into this doctor's office, and the doctor was like, um, yeah, you sound terrible. Here's Medication, here's the pharmacy. Kevin told me that you don't know what the heck you're doing. You don't know your way around. This is where all the directions. My nurse has already put this together for you. Here's your packet. Go home. You are not to go to work for two weeks. And I was like, what? No, you don't understand. I gotta go to Tampa and I got this. Yeah. And he was like, I've already talked to him. You're not going to Tampa. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's a good lesson at a young age to learn um, that you're not yeah. that important. And I don't I mean that respectfully, but it is it's something that we all have to learn, right? Cause then when you're early 20s or the beginning of your career, you're like, no, I need to be there now. It's like, I'm replaceable. Well, and it was, it was the lesson of you need, you can't can't fulfill others out of an empty cup, Mm
4: -hmm.
3: right? You have to take care of yourself in order for you to be available to take care of others, whether that's professionally, personally, emotionally, whatever. You don't have it to offer if you don't have it in the tank. So you're sick, Patty, like you got to go take care of yourself. And you, like I said, he could never get away with that now, but he essentially just like, like it was an intervention of sorts. Just yeah, be like, well, you're not, you're not welcome in the office till you're better. <laughs> so a a I had definite like influence. It was very early on in my career. And, you know, so I'm very grateful to him for that. I'd probably be in a much, much different place. Um, I think um, a lot of people come to mind that i I, I don't necessarily well, I'm sure call they're... them out by name um, right. I think that um, I f- like I've fallen into a lot of things obviously right because you're, you're <laughs> perfect yeah um, right. I don't know that I'm one of those people who ever really knew like you meet people and you're like she knows who she is or yeah. he knows who he is. Right. I don't know that I'm right. one of those people. I don't think yeah. I've ever have been. Um, I think I've become who I am sort of by process of elimination in a lot of ways. Right. I've met people I don't want to be. Right. And so very influential there um, right. because I, I don't want to be like that.
0: Yeah. And, so uh, wait, so here's the here's the final question. What What do you feel you want to be remembered for?
3: Oh God, I don't know. If you had to choose one word, <sighs> just one. Just one. <laughs> well, no, I mean, afraid, you know. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> figuring it the fuck out. You yeah. know, like I think that's what we all want, right? Like that's right. that's the mission of life is that you're gonna figure yeah. out figure out the things.
2: Yeah.
3: Um be a positive influence on people who need them. For sure. you know, I want to be that manager for somebody yes. else
2: like me. Yeah.
3: Things Absolutely. like that, that. Yeah, you know, someone who is there for me, yeah. I want to now be that person for someone else. Love
4: that. Totally.
3: And, you know, I, I I don't have children, so I'm not going to be, you know, a parent. I'm not going to be a grandparent. I'm not going to be, right. you know, that sort of thing. Um, I'm an only child, so I'm an aunt, only by marriage. Like I don't have nieces and nephews in my my family line, yeah. but that doesn't mean you don't take on that role. No, because sure, of course. You know, and even if you don't have to be like I'm. I'm very strongly opinionated in fact that you don't have to be related to somebody to be family.
0: <laughs> That's and absolutely 100%. true.
3: A hundred percent. And yep. you know, if you see somebody who needs to hear something positive, yeah and you have the ability to say it and you think they might listen to you then you know what take the 10 seconds totally go say it to them because maybe they need to hear it in that moment.
2: much longer yeah
3: whatever you know to to know like here we'll come completely full circle the last time we talked eric yeah eric was an influence on me i wouldn't say like the most influential, but at that point in time in my life, sure. absolutely at the top to say, yeah. you know what? Hey Patty, you I don't know what your abilities are. I know you don't know what a table read is, but you know what? You can do this. That's awesome. Do you know what I mean? Like he didn't he didn't know if I really could do it or not. Like he'd never seen me in that yeah that's no, good that. in yeah. that role. But like, Be guy. that for someone else. I think. Yeah. yeah the sure. bottom
1: yeah. line is, yeah, to be that, to be that yeah.
3: encouragement because you've received that encouragement right. from others. I love that. Absolutely. And that's, such a, that's such a beautiful point to to close out on. I really. Yeah.
0: I mean, thank you for joining us. I mean, I've always been curious about the story, the Patty oh, story, gosh. and now I and now I know it. And um, like I said, if you fall into a major motion picture just by accident, <laughs> give me a call. Just don't believe it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if only i knew how to be an agent i would totally right you, i would be passing out my card to get you parts every day
2: oh well thank uh, you that's so, uh, nice.
3: that's so I mean, sweet. Well thank like,
0: you for joining us
3: absolutely you come up with a network and you realize people have talents and when you see talent in other people you continue to encourage and if you it. if you i mean like if i had somebody that suddenly came to me and said oh hey you know what i don't know anything about film or stage or whatever it like a lot, honestly and then if i'm being truly honest i don't either but <laughs> yeah. like, hey i know an actor oh
2: and yeah, I, yeah and i know
3: a screenwriter <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> uh, exactly I'm very
3: kind you yeah. know and you facilitate the oh, meeting and if it works out it works out and if it doesn't yeah. it doesn't yeah, yeah. what you so do great. so great
0: you have a really positive attitude and and it's really infectious so thank you so much for joining
3: yeah thank you well I appreciate it I I find that to be complimentary so I I think Uh, uh, people see things in you that you don't always see in yourself yeah Yeah. I I thank you for that (laughs) I'm always fascinated what other people think of me you know like I am not phenomenal like I said I'm not overly exceptional I don't think I'm very fascinating but if somebody
2: finds it interesting I'm happy to tell